Hello and welcome to the Say Yes Movement Podcast. Hey Heather, how's it going today? It is going good. I had a great weekend. How about yourself? It's been a good weekend. I squeezed in a good workout this morning. I'm very happy. Got my oh, first swim in in like two weeks. It's like felt so I love good it. to be back in the pool. I love it. The, the the energy of the summer is full on. You know, I live in the beaches and last night there was a, well, the jazz festival is going on and there was just great energy, great aliveness. Patrick, you know, went to work and he's like, you got to go down to the beach. It's like full of people and it's so good energy. So, you know, that makes me just, it makes me so happy that everything, everybody's back to normal. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that back to normal. Yes. We're back to normal from a being back outside, being connected with one another. But it's 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 been interesting because I've been on the subway lately, and um, what was it Thursday? I was on the subway, and there's like people. Yes, we're back to normal, but people are still wearing masks, and so yes, we're back to normal. But some people haven't fully transitioned back to being mm. pre-COVID state, right? Because I don't remember pre-COVID anybody wearing. A, a mask on the subway but I'm starting to see a lot more of that come back I don't know yeah. if you've seen that as well I have and I actually like to me it just feels like the I would equate it to the new normal and if you travel anywhere you know when I was in in Thailand you know people wear masks all the time mm, it's it's actually 50 yeah. 50 before COVID so um you know it's it's just a, a North American norm that wasn't uh adopted and I think it's a good thing if you have a cold wear a mask if you you know have vulnerable you know uh, aging parents that you live at your home wear a mask this is pretty simple respectful <laughs> human trait so Anyways. yeah I know 100%, 100% I'm with you I'm with you I'm with you so I know one of the things that we left off on Friday with was talking about career success and career prep and you know for those that have transitioned out of their roles for one reason or another they are now back on the job market and one of the things that we would talk and one of the things that we said we would talk about this week is really how to stand out in that process and it ties back to you know what we're going to be doing next week with the confident communicator workshop and webinar i'll make sure i include the link uh, in the in the notes after the show but you know getting to a place where you feel confident right because you know what i've seen and what's been really interesting is you know people who've been in the same roles for like a decade plus mm. and now they're asking themselves you know what do i do is it the same as when it was 10 years ago Mm -hmm. And you and I, we both know, right? Like the job market today is very different. Uh, so much so, you know, I had my own podcast, you know, that I was doing before the pandemic called the Canadian Job Search Podcast, where I interviewed recruiters and hiring managers and people like yourself, leaders inside of organizations that gave us the insights in terms of what people were looking for. And today it's not any different. Today, I think you know, th there's definitely a lot more competition out there in terms of, you know, having hundreds of people, multi you know, apply for the same roles. And the truth is you're lucky if a recruiter gets down to like maybe 10, maybe 15 positions that they pass on to the hiring manager. So mm -hmm. there's a couple of different things that you need to do to stand out, right? Mm. So I know. So Heather, we'll start with you. So what are, what would be some of your guidance pointers in and around really preparing like how do you mentally put yourself in the right state so you can actually start looking for jobs and be effective 
Well, you know, I think that you touched on a couple of things that the, how we look for jobs has changed. And, you know, there's technology that will help you for sure, mm. but it's your network and your connections that will get you to that next stage in many, many cases. And sometimes if you don't have those connections, you got to make them. And using technology to make those connections is really, really critical. So, you know, you asked, you know, how do you get the confidence? Well, first of all, you have to have the confidence to know the, the company that is going to hire you is going to get all of your skills and all of your experience. So, you know, when you sit down and, and we talked about this on Friday, John, and you write your brag book, this is all of your stories, all of your successes with metrics that you have accomplished and write them all down because these are the stories that are unique to you and you will help you stand out when you get to the interview process. But Read that every single day. Like if you're on the mm. job market, read this every single day before you do anything else, before you go looking for jobs, before you check the job boards. And then after you've read all of your accomplishments, that's when you use technology to reach out. So, you know, LinkedIn has some great new features that they've just added. Some of those features include announcing to different companies that you would like to work there. So even though they don't mm -hmm. have a job posting, you can actually say, I'd like to work at your company. And so when recruiters post a job, immediately you're at the top of the list. And so if they don't have any applicants yet, and that happens a lot of time, they don't have applicants for the first 24 hours, but you're in their book to say, I want to work there, guess what? They might reach out. So there's all kinds of technology pieces. But again, I want to go back before you do any of these steps, you want to write your brag book and then you want to read this every single day. Do not, do not deviate from this process because if you want to feel confident, sure, mm. and powerful, this is how you do it. And John, what would you add to that? Because I know yeah, such a great idea. I feel like I could take the whole week and talk about this stuff. Um, definitely the brag book is, is one of the things that you want to put on your list. Make sure that that gets done first. And you want to reread it. You want to make sure you put yourself into a place where you feel really strong and really powerful every single day. You know, one of the things that we talk about, just to add on to what you mentioned, is even putting yourself into a power pose before you even start going into your day. So you prime yourself for success so you prime yes. yourself to feel good and confident because the truth is there's going to be moments where you're going to like you're going to feel like giving up you're like oh man like is this even worth it i'm not getting responses so here's here's one thing i want to start with so yes 100 percent write your brag book because your brag book will actually give you content for a few different things mm -hmm. number one it'll give you content for your resume number two it'll give you content when you start doing your reach outs and number three, it gives you content that you'll be using actually in the interview room. So this is why the, the brag book is so important. You want to make sure, and I, you know, the point that I like that you added was making sure that you add the specific data points, you know, percentages, you know, if you increased efficiency in your department, what was the percentage point? If you, you know, if you're in sales, you know, and you grew sales in your marketing communications, how many additional, rev like how much additional revenue did you create for the organization through your, you know, through your projects, through your uh, different initiatives that you had going on. So you want to make sure you put those numbers in there. Because what I find a lot of people when they go into these interviews, they keep it really generic, or they talk about, well, I would do this. Instead of saying I would do this, say I've done this. And this mm -hmm. is how I handle this process, right? 
because you want to get specific. A hiring manager wants to know what you did specifically. And especially for a lot of the newcomers that are coming in from other countries where they might see a lot of we, you know, we did this. We as a department and as a group, we did this. What we want to know in the North America market is what did you do specifically? How did you contribute to the success of a project? What were some of the things that made you shine that helped the project get to completion? And then what were the outcomes of that project? So you want to include those things. But before we even go there, you know, <laughs> the one thing I, I want to start with is, you know, before you even put your resume together, because what I find, you know, a common mistake a lot of people make is they put their resume together before they even start looking for work. Mm. So save yourself some time, find the job postings you feel are the best match for you and your experience and your knowledge and your education, and then draft your resume for those roles. Mm. Right. So I know it's a reverse type of thinking. Most people, when they start putting resumes together, they're like, okay, I want to put my resume together. I'm going to start writing things. That's not necessarily the right approach because you're going to have to go back and you're going to have to make those changes anyways. Mm. So in most cases, you know, if you've been in the job market in the last 15 years, there's a good chance that you've got a resume. And even for those that are in a job today, update your resume with the things that are you doing update your resume with the things that you're doing right now yes because right because that is a living document or people think you know resumes are only something you put together when you need a job no that's not necessarily the case because you forget right you forget the successes this is why the brag book is so important right the brag book gets you back to a place it's like oh yeah i did this last year and i did this 18 months ago and i did this 24 months ago and those little wins and successes are the things that you bring into conversation with the hiring manager. So start with the job postings first. Mm. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but start with those first and then start working on your resume. Yeah. And this is for right. advice if you don't have your resume already, but you should yeah. always be checking your resume against the job posting and say, are the things that they're looking for highlighted in a way that a recruiter would see it very quickly. And, you know, John, me and you, we review people's resumes as part of the work that we do. And I can tell you, there's a few things that I look for and it's, you know, is it clean? Is it easy to read? Can I find the information? Is there any sloppiness in it? I'll tell you, I've seen some documents <laughs> where people have used AI technology to write their resume mm. and, you know, you AI technology, but don't get sloppy where it says name in brackets. That means you put your name there. Like, like, like <laughs> that out. And, and sloppiness, guess what? It puts you in the do not call pile because if you're showing up sloppy for a job interview, you're slow, showing up sloppy in the workplace because how you do one thing is how you do everything. So that's really, really important that you are checking for all of those things. And John, you did mention, you know, do the, look at the job postings first and then do your resume. And I want to, I want to, just get your what's in your head for you know people who don't have all the qualifications for the job should they or should they not still apply and this happens for women a lot that they're mm -hmm. like I don't have 99% of those I only have 60% so I'm not going to apply is that the right approach yeah so you know don't tell any future employers this but I think if you have 60 to 70% of what they're looking for then go for it right like mm. so the way I think of a job description, I don't know if this is how you put your job description, so I'm not going to make any assumptions here. But typically on a job description, you have, it's, I consider it like a grocery list. 
right? And on your grocery list, the most important things go at the top of the list, right? So you need your milk, you need your bread. Actually, I don't need bread, but you need your milk and you need, you know, all the other things that are the most important that you need to get. So if you leave the store, you know, if you leave the store without those things, your partner is not going to be happy with you. It's like you went to the grocery store and you didn't get the stuff I asked you to get because of those, are the, those are the things that are most important. That's how we're going to make dinner and all those things, right? So I think of the job description like the grocery list. The most important things will always be at the top. Mm. Those are the things you must have in order to be successful. When you get 50 to 60% of the way down, the other thing, and you know, it's funny because sometimes I see things like for um, social media managers or things like that, and they're looking for people with 10 plus years of experience. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> What does that even look like? Like social media, has it even been around for 10 years? I guess, maybe, but, you know, it, it wasn't really a thing until just a few years ago. So there's always things in there that are, we would love to have, you know, things yes. that we would really like to have. So, and this goes for everybody. So male, female, it doesn't matter. And I, you're right, you know, statistically women, if they don't feel like they have 80 to 90% of what's listed on the job posting, from the research, it says they typically don't apply. That's but right. what I'm saying is apply. 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 And, and think of your transferable skills. So mm -hmm. I've seen job postings that are in completely different sectors. People have applied. And then when we have a conversation like, how would you transfer what you know to another, that industry? And it, it there is transferable skills in everything. So you know, for example, and I'll just use telco because we've both worked in telco. You know, mm -hmm. this is a highly regulated situation. So, um, you know, transferable to the banking industry is completely simplest and it's and you understand a highly regulated industry. Now, that doesn't seem like a transferable skill. It's just when you work in those environments, it's just what you know. So, you know, don't just regard the things that you just know naturally as skill sets that are highly regarded for employers to capitalize on. And, you know, things like people leadership, if you've been a people leader for multiple mm -hmm. years, you sort of just take that for granted. Let me tell you, that is, that is a skill <sighs> and you have learned things of how to create culture, how to create, you know, uh, career development for people, how to really build up leadership. And all of that is, you know, normally not listed in a job description but that's definitely something that goes in your brag book yeah and why and those again you know just what we were talking about earlier the you know the things that go into your brag book are things that you're going to end up bringing out in conversation in your interview anyways mm -hmm. so you might as well have those because what i find is people who don't come in prepared you know just like we talked about you know this is for those that are job seeking right now, what I'm going to invite you to do is make sure you attend our confident communication course next week. And the reason you're going to do that, because we're going to show you, you know, and one of the things that we're, we're leading to with what we're saying right now, is practice, 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 right? You should be able to go into a room, share your story confidently and easily with the person on the other side of the table. But that means you really need to know your story because what I've seen, and actually, so, let me just caution, because I've been in interviews before where I had people whose first language wasn't necessarily English. So what they ended up doing was they memorized exactly what they were going to say. Mm. And yeah, mm. so you got to make sure there's a balance, you know, whatever you're going to learn and take in. And I'm not going to say memorize, but put to your mind so it becomes fluid inside your body, inside your words. 
Um, you want to know it so well, it doesn't matter how you present it, you're going to be able to present it. And, you know, unfortunately with this individual, because they didn't really understand the questions we were asking, they just gave us the same response in the same order. Mm. And it was really unfortunate because, you know, this person had a lot of skill, a lot of talent. They just weren't able to come across that way because they had memorized, they had memorized word for word what they were going to say inside of the interview. Well, and think and about you can tell it doesn't feel natural, right? It doesn't feel natural. And think of an interview as just a conversation. Mm. So are you memorizing any conversations? No. Do you need to memorize these things? Definitely want to practice. You want to practice all of your brag book stories, but so that it, it just feels natural that you're telling a story. And, you know, in our confident communicator course that we do, we teach the, the model, how to tell a story so that you make sure that you hit the most important points to create a reaction, to create an emotion to that other person. I'll tell you, have your resume done all the time because you might be able to say yes to an opportunity that you don't even know is right around the corner, even when you're not looking for a job. You know, John, me and you were now professors <laughs> at Centennial College, and we had to, of course, send our resume to follow the process and to to and, and also our transcripts. And that was a fun process. But, you know, if we didn't have our resumes done and neither one of us are looking for um, we're looking for for work for our own companies, but not to work for a company. We would have been, we would have had to then put that together, and you don't want to have that in front of you. So have these things done already, so that you're now practicing communication, you're practicing interview skills, you're practicing. And I'll tell you, record yourself. We have this. We'll, mm. we'll, we go deep into into these tips when we're together at the Confident Communicator. But you know, practice, practice, practice is so so important. Practice in front of a camera. Practice in front of a mirror. Practice sitting. Practice standing, so that your body just starts yeah. to just feel it and get excited about it. Yeah. No. I, and you, you know, you, we only got two minutes, and there's so much. So, there's oh, so much we'll, we'll so keep talking about this this Wednesday. week. Yeah. Yeah, you have to come back Wednesday because we're going to lead into more on this. Um, but yeah, you know, even like things like leveraging your body language. You know, in most cases, most interviews today, and, and especially the first couple of interviews, will be done virtually, like we're doing right now. So what we even cover in our course is, you know, things of you know where to look when you're on camera. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you create that connection? And hopefully you're seeing that connection right now. <laughs> There's a clue. Um, I see most you, people, yeah, thanks, Heather. Thanks. <laughs> if you're in the comments, make sure. Just let me know. Can you see me? Um, but yeah, there's little things that you can do to put yourself ahead of your competition. And it's not even the things that we're doing on camera, because once we're on camera, it's one thing. But once we're in the room, it's another. Mm. Right. And something as small as eye contact with the person on the other side of the table can make such a huge difference. That is not I, I just I, I got to change the language. That is the least small thing you can do. Eye okay. contact is a huge, huge, huge uh, and you want to make people feel connected with you and hear your stories. The first thing is that eye contact and open body mm. language. But again, there's, oh, you're right, John. There's so much to cover in this. We <laughs> love this topic. And, and all of these things that you're practicing, you can practice 
today at work. You can practice with your team. Confident communication is happening all of the time. Mm -hmm. It's part of our Say Yes Movement podcast. This is our practice session three times a week. So when we say practice, 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 me and John, we live this. We are always, you know, whenever we're doing a webinar or a presentation, we actually practice together. Uh, We have a recording. We, We do all kinds of practice. So we do not just tell you to practice. We actually practice even at an expert level. We still think practice yeah. is important and think of any athlete do they just play the games no they're practicing all right. the time yeah all right that's how you take yourself to the next level okay so we are at time i can't believe we're already here uh, that goes by quick it does so this week we will be focusing on careers and career prep so for those that are in the midst of transition or you are no longer with an organization and looking for a new opportunity you want to dial in this week. This is going to be a great week. We're going to really provide some great pointers in and around what we know works. Being on the other side, having had hired hundreds of people ourselves, we know what we're talking about. So join us Wednesday. And so takeaway, Heather, what's our takeaway for today? Uh, get your bright book done. Write one story, just one story one down story. that you're so proud of. Write it down and use the model. And we'll, we'll, you know what? Come come to our confident community. Sign up for that. So that's two things. Put one story together and sign up for our confident communicator so that you can revamp that story following one of our models. All right, excellent. Okay, so that is it for this episode of the Say Yes Movement podcast. I love this topic. I'm so pumped that we're that we have the opportunity to share this with everybody. And, uh, you know, even if there's one thing, and here's the one thing I want to leave everybody with as well. You know, if there's one thing that resonated with you, take action on that one thing. You know, and the one thing that I have found that has been a success for me when it comes to like learning in general, whether it's from a book, a podcast, a webinar, a seminar, you know, I take one thing and I implement it. And if I can do that, I'm already making a change that I wasn't making before. Because a lot of times we learn a million things, but we never do anything with it. So just take one thing and implement. So whatever you've picked up today, the brag book, you know, reaching out, starting with the res- starting with the job description, not the resumes. There's a bunch of different things here. Just pick one thing and then take action on it. Okay, so that is it for this episode. Wishing everybody a great one. Remember, when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. All right, have a great day, everybody.